Recording. Are we recording in progress, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Loose Head Sports Show, the number one sports show on planet Earth. Proudly brought to you each and every week by the terrible, not each and every week, but most weeks by the terrible human beings that own, run, Caffeine Gum Australia um, in every professional sporting competition in Australia now, Jeb. Uh, let's just say I'm a big fan of the Western Force at the moment. I'm expecting big things. I've from always been a Force guy. Always been a Force guy. Me too, but particularly now. Uh, if you're listening on audio, please give us ratings on YouTube. That's not audio, you fucking idiot. Uh, Spotify, Apple. And yeah, if you're on YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, Jed, I know we normally talk about you. Um, I'm not going to bore our audience by talking about you today, or to start with at least, but I just have a rant about ING Bank. So I've spent four hours on Go, my go mate. I, I, I'm officially broke. Yeah, Look, welcome. Ten, I've, got welcome. Ten, I've got $10 cash. $10 cash. I have no access to any other money. So ING Bank, in my opinion, before this morning, one of the best banks. They don't charge you bank fees. They give you... What the fuck's going on with your beard, by the way? Don't worry about my beard, mate. Focus on the fucking rant. Goldfish brain. Goldfish brain. And um, where were we going? Good bank. No no fees. Good interest rate. You go overseas. They give you the market rate for currency or whatever it is that day. And they don't charge you banking fees. Beautiful. Uh, okay, so all of a sudden, boom, wake up this morning, no access to any of my money. How am I going to caffeinate myself into oblivion, Jed, if I can't... Mm get access to money. I could, right. have chewed, I could have chewed the gum, but you could you know have, what, you know what I mean? So I've rung them and they go, we need uh, a utilities bill with your address, with your name on it, with showing your address. We need a tax thing showing your address and we need a phone bill showing your address. Well, I've got, I've gone, okay, all the utilities are in Kate's name. So that's going to be a bit of a head fuck. I'm self-employed, so my last tax thing was from a year or so ago. So that doesn't work, as I said, the old address. And then I, I actually have a phone invoice that shows my address. Oh, no, sir, it needs to be a bill. Uh, it says my fucking address on it. So I sent him, sent him that. No, no, that won't do. Then I sent him a rental receipt with my name and the address of where I live on it. No, 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 that won't do. I'm like you, you, you fully realise that I cannot eat, I cannot pay bills, I cannot put petrol in my car to you go and get all the fucking shit that you need, so that I can fucking access my own fucking money. So and what's the like, outcome? Well, okay. So what they said, they the I spoke to four people and I refused to get off the phone. What the, the first thing? Oh, what we'll do is we'll log a call in the system and we'll get back to you in one to two business days. I'm like, well, I've got to go to Newcastle tomorrow. I can't put petrol in my fucking car. So how am I going to get paid? So you're fucking me there. And I can't eat. And I love to eat, as you know, Jim. And, and I even said to him, like, hour three, I said, you know what? I might start drinking today. Oh, wait, I can't actually get any money to go and start drinking. That lady got a lot of No, that's a, health, that's a health issue as well. Well, Because if right. you stop drinking quickly, you could die. That's very true. Seizures are a real thing. Uh, I don't want to have one. I've seen too many of them. And eventually they go, oh, oh, you know, well, maybe a passport. If we get that certified, that will work. I'm like, oh, so if you actually get a passport certified, that will work. And my rental thing that shows my fucking address on it and my phone uh, invoice that shows my address on it. And they're like, I can see that you're very frustrated, sir. I'm like, 
yeah, I'm a little bit frustrated. I'm a little bit frustrated. <laughs> was this today? Yeah, it was all, all morning. I can certify that password, uh, the passport, by the way, if you need I'm it. I'm not driving to Forcluse or wherever you live these days. <laughs> I can do it online. No, well, it's sorted. It's sorted. And they go, oh, okay. Now, we just make sure that they got the documents on for, on hold for an hour to get onto them again. Oh, okay. Uh, it'll be one to two business days. I'm like, well, you appreciate that I've got bills coming out tomorrow. Can't you just press your fucking button and do it now? Oh, That'd sorry, be too sir. easy. One to two. Let days. me throw back. Let me throw back to the start of this conversation where you're like, great bank. You don't have to pay fees. This, yeah. that. It's all I free. Hate, well, Is I there any correlation? Sense. Is there any correlation between those things and the incompetence now hitting you? It all makes sense now. That's why they don't have any fucking branches. Anyway, yeah, that that was well, my rant. That was my rant. Now, I, wait, I, I hope fuck. you, I hope you get that seventy bucks because, like, you need it. It's sitting in there. That's going to get you to Newcastle. You know, you know what? I've been winning a lot lately. Which, had, like, I'm just going to be honest. I don't win all the time. I've been winning a lot lately, and today Gambling. was not. Oh uh, no, I'm not a gambler. Not a gambler. <laughs> just building multiple income streams from when they eventually try and shut me down, like they fucking did today. So that'll teach me. Gonna have the more top, than... top G part two, mate. This is it. Well, I listened that, to Jordan. Mean? I listened to Jordan Peterson the other day. So uh, do I. I really like Jordan Peterson, but the rant about biblical stuff, I just lost me a little bit. But the thing that stood out was that he knew that they would eventually come up, come after him. So he set himself up. So he set himself up with three income sources, so that if they fucked him off from his job, then he still had the other income streams. And I read yeah, that. Too, he's too smart for that sort of stuff. I don't think. Um, I'm not that smart, I'm saying. But yourself, I've, I've no, accidentally but I mean, got three income streams, but I didn't do it because of that reason. Yourself and Jordan Peterson probably on different echelons of maybe getting shut down slightly. Um, you know, very, I'm I, not, I love him. I mean, you're both about as famous. So like you're both equal chances of getting shut down. That's very frustrating, all that. Um, firstly, your hair's distractingly long. So it was just whipping all over your face during that. I'm, but, sweating. I'm sweating too. The bear cave is an absolute sty at the moment, and I well, can't find the fan anytime, that goes. Yeah, that's weird. tough. The fan that goes weird. The, anytime you got to talk to like Telstra, oh. Telstra's a big one for me. I deliberately didn't go with Telstra last time I got internet just because the, it was just so fucking difficult. Um, anytime you got to talk to like Telstra or the bank or like anything like, like that, it's never it's never straightforward. Like I'd never want to work for a company again that has an HR department. Because to me, the HR departments are the fucking, they're the progress stoppers of the world. Just doesn't make sense, yes or no. Mom's going to listen to this, all right? Let's help, yeah, him, let's help him out. Does she work in HR? Uh, uh, sort of, yeah, yeah. Sort of. She's all right. She's the only one that's all right. Well, um, <laughs> they are going, yeah, they've gone a bit loopy. I think there was probably a period there when smoking inside was legal and you could oh, have extramarital be. affairs and all that stuff was that way on the legal. Should be still HR well. departments were probably important, but now, like, I can only imagine the shit that they're doing. Like, I think maybe in the in the early days of really when the WWW was kicking off and all you had to not do at work was don't watch porn, like, an HR department would come on and make sure you didn't do that. I think that was probably prime time for them, but... My now first that it's real like, job. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. I'm, no, no, no. Sorry for all, talking while you're interrupting. Go I'm on. all jacked up on caffeine today. Um, I had five dollars to go get my triple shot arm and cap just before after jujitsu. Yeah. I went to jujitsu today, but um, I, I totally lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, my first real job. First real job. Eighteen. 
walked into this building office. The boss is sitting there watching porn on the computer, like literally just a big widescreen. He's watching porn. What? And everyone, everyone, there's like 10 people in the office, totally normal. And everyone's like, oh, hey, Chubby. Oh, all right, that's your desk over there. We need you to get that. I'm like, what the fuck's what's going on here? And then the last real job I had, or not the last, the third last real job. Actually, no, the last real job was bad too. Actually, the second last real job was bad as well. But I, I got a, an HR complaint made about me. They go, you need to come and meet with HR. Someone's made a complaint about you. Okay, what happened? And so the other guy was there and he goes, oh, he just asked me about my family. It's too personal, mate. You know, you can't be asking those oh, questions. You got, you got siblings? Like, what do you, like? Well, that would offend me personally. It's fucking insane. I actually, my last running with the HR department was, and my first running with the HR department for the record, was during the COVID, the dreaded COVID period. I was working at a tier one so I could go in and work. Um, and I didn't wear my mask to the toilet. And when I got dragged in and she said, people are feeling threatened that you didn't wear your mask to the toilet. People are feeling threatened. And I said, I quit. <laughs> so don't worry about it. Save your mask, save your toilet. They're, those people are complete losers. And the, the other thing, Jed, obviously there's no HR department at Caffeine Gum Australia, Wandering Bear Sports, you know, or any other entity, Loosehead Sports Show. No, no HR departments here. You do whatever you want. Just don't be a fuckwit. The other thing, I had a, th- I have, I have an, a not well thought out theory that I would like to discuss with you. Shoot. Anything, if anything bad that happens to you, and I'm not just specifically you, but everyone, anything bad that happens to you is your fault. Mostly, yeah. Go uh, on. Well, well, why would it not be your fault? What if someone stabs me? You shouldn't have been there. <laughs> well, no, that, that look, that's a good, that's a good, that's a no, good. No, no, no. I, I, I get I where say, you're coming from. What I, I get would where you're say coming is from. that, oh, I'm not significant. I'm not sufficiently trained in self-defense to be able to handle that situation. Again, my fault. What you're saying is when people, when something bad happens to someone and they immediately try and blame I think something. People, I think those people are losers. Yeah, it's because they they are fucking losers, but they'll blame society or they blame culture or they'll blame fucking or oh, circumstances. Oh, I just didn't get luck. Like, nah, probably not very I, good or smart. Well, I, I think that those people are just, uh, and I, I've obviously done it, but the like this banking thing is totally my fault. Like in reality, it's my fault. If I'd have done my admin properly, I, I yeah. wouldn't have had an issue. It's fun to rant about ING. But it's my fault. And what I'm what I was thinking is that if you're in a bad situation because of another person, then that's your fault because you should never have to rely on another person, you know, for your livelihood or one person for your livelihood, your income. Oh, I never want to be in a situation where I'm relying on one person to exist. And if they all of a sudden decide, oh, I'm selling the business, I'm moving to Afghanistan or you know, Vaucluse yeah, or wherever you are at the moment, yeah, you know, yeah. the Canary Islands in your little tax haven that you're at, <laughs> then I'm fucked. And I don't want to be, and that's my fault. Yeah, yeah no, I, I know where you're coming from. I know where you're coming from. There's, yeah, it's very new age. It's very, it's a very new age way of thinking. Most people are like- Is it or is it old school way of thinking? No, I think, well, I think it's, I, most people are happy to rely upon their employer to be employed. 
and I don't think there's a problem with that necessarily. But I like what you see. What no, I think they are. What you see now is like all over the internet. You know, it's like don't 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 work for the man. You know, fucking diversify your streams with these three simple set steps. Those people are fuckwits, by the way, that do they that. They are fuck. Oh, bro. Those total fuckwits, they're just trying to make money themselves because they don't want to actually work. Look, I, I realized that I couldn't have a normal job because just the idea of going, hey, can I go to the toilet? And then some fuckwit going, oh, you spent five minutes in there. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I had probably, usually for probably, breakfast, bro. It was probably 15 minutes if in reality. <laughs> But like I never wanted to be like that, so you know, I've just accidentally done this. Like I'm not very smart, as you know, and it wasn't planned, but it's just happened. Um, oh, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing. What's going on with you? Well, well, my, <laughs> first, my first, my first, my first point was wandering bear sports has been killing it the last month. As is caffeine gum Australia. Boom. There you go. Well, my first, my first agenda item was chubby update. So I feel like I've got a fair. Fair I've been home of... for more than three days since early December. Yeah, mate. I'll tell you, those drugs are a powerful thing. You've got to stay off them because that'll keep you out to all well, hours. You know what I mean? No, no. I've been good. I've been good. I'm down about 10 kilos, Jed. Been, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can been, tell. Been training jiu-jitsu, trying not to get on the piss as much. Eating not great, but a little better. You know, just trying, to make, just trying to make something of myself. You know, yeah, it's never too late. And 35 years old. Happy birthday. Happy thank birthday you. for everyone in the universe. Thank you. Out there. Thank you. Thank you. I had someone say, Oh, you look 28. I'm like, Thank you very much. That's very nice of you. That 28, 29 zone is really where everyone falls to. I knew someone for a very long time who, despite crawling deeper and deeper into their 30s, would just say, I'm 29. It seems like an age that many people cling to as the last resort of, I don't know. Oh, look, I think you could cling to 29 if you want. It'd be a rough 29 years. I think you. Few people would be looking at you out of their side eye, but you could do it. I don't really give a fuck. Hey, I spent a very fun weekend with Ben Batcher mid January. I don't. I, you can say the next bit, and then I'll say why it wasn't probably wasn't fun. Look, I, I've I've uh, not spent that much time with Ben in a row before, but I really enjoyed it. Well, that's, that's that can't be true. Right? There's thousands of people out there going. Well, that's very unlikely. But that was for your level four coaching course, was it not? Yeah. Yes. Exciting. Look, look, it was good to meet uh, a lot of the people that were there. It was good, and I, I thought the content was pretty good. Pretty good. I thought the content was pretty good. Uh, my criticisms of it potentially, and I know the guys listen to this, so apologies. Is Perhaps the delivery doesn't best suit my learning style. Like I can't just sit in a room and listen to someone talk to me for four hours and take it all in, because because I wanted to actually the content was good. Um, so I reckon if they could change the way that they taught it, it's probably going to be I'm more su- effective. I'm surprised those things can't be done in like a pseudo university style way now, where they have X amount of lectures. That that would be that would suit me. I get well. It would suit everyone. Me. I mean, no one wants to, no one wants to do fucking two full weekends back to back or whatever it is, and then you know have to be at certain places on certain dates. I mean, everyone's juggling multiple jobs to coach. Look, I'm I know why they, they why they do it is so that you can get everyone in the room, and the best learning is definitely from the other coaches. I've I found I've picked up some some gems talking to guys like Zach Beer, Chris Deleuze at Manly. 
uh, Tree from uh, West, like those kind of guys, excellent. And I can see why they do that. But I think, like they did a whole thing on personality profiling, and I find that mm. shit. I find that shit really interesting. Whereas, you know, someone like you might learn differently to someone like me. So my job as a coach is to speak to you or yeah. deliver the message in a way that fucking hits 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 you. So they went into that, but it was like a four-hour thing with the guy, and he did a really good job to to his credit. He did a really big, handsome motherfucker, won, won uh, rowing medals for Australia. I can't remember his name, but did a good job. But I just can't soak in information like that. I'm not someone like you who just fucking remembers everything. The, yeah, you know? the person, personality profile is really interesting. I've made uh, – not like the long ago I made my friends do it um, – but I did it when I was in Melbourne. Like the whole team had to do it, and we had a guy come in, and they split you into different portions of the room. It was interesting. I don't think it changed at all the way that the coaches dealt with the players. That says um, more about the, the coaches than it does about the person. Yeah, he was a fucking hard, he was a hard headed fucking cunt who didn't want to change his anything, and that's well, look, fine. You got to go with that. Like, very hundred percent. I'm just, sorry to cut you off. It's very funny. There's a few people in the room who felt exactly like that. So like. I, you might like direct language. So fucking hell, Jed, that's not good enough. You need to do this. Whereas someone like me probably might like a little bit more detail and an arm around me to get the same result. And some of the people in the room just were like, well, fuck that. They got to learn to deal with my my way of speaking. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what's right. I don't know what's right or wrong, but I just think it's another tool to use that could, could be beneficial, particularly as you get high levels where, well, like, let's face it, if I'm trying to teach you something and you don't understand it, that's my fucking fault, not your fault. Yeah. Yeah, you know no, that's mean? true. I think the at those professional levels, there's probably more um, scope for the coach to not give a fuck. There's probably more incentive for him to give a fuck. But if he doesn't care, then the players, they're all like their jobs are on the line. Whereas I think maybe at like a lesser thing where the players are opting in with their time, they're not really getting financial outcomes. It probably helps to know that a little bit more. I think, look, you have to have some sort of EQ. Like I've found that guys with the like low, low, low EQs are not, they struggle at times and there'll be like portions of the playing group that don't mind because they're like, that's fine. I'm going to tell, if they tell me the exact details, I can hit that very detailed, blah, blah, blah. But you lose this like intangible component where the players really think the coach gets them, like they yeah. really, really get it. And I think if you've got too much EQ, it clouds your judgment and, you know, it, like obviously like anything and it probably fucks the way you deliver things or like it inhibits you. But if you don't have enough, then I think you lose the con- a connection a bit with the guys. Couldn't agree more. They'd look, the... The big overarching theme of the whole weekend, which you didn't need a four-day fucking thing to to get across, is the importance of building relationships with your coaches, your players, so that you can get to understand them. Uh, as you know, if 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 you know that a coach gives a fuck about you and cares about your life, you're going to put in extra when that when the going gets tough. Same for yep. the boys. Same for the guys in the team. Like rugby is a fucking hard game. And if you know the blokes next to you, like you with the great Eastwood teams that you were in, you guys all came through together. You knew each other. You're still great mates to this day. Probably did all sorts of degenerate activities at nightclubs and strip clubs and, you know, rubbing mm-hmm. tugs and all that kind of stuff. No. no. So yep. when the going got tough, you guys fucking grounded, grounded out because you knew the person next to you. And 
And I think that's very important. Yeah, it's a, it's it's. I agree. I look. I do agree. It's intangible. It's you can't put a fucking amount of points on it though, or like a value on it. It just exists for me. I'm like it's upper echelon of it. It is there. It does exist, but it's just how much you're willing to put that as a priority. So it really does exist. It does. You, you know what? I, I the so I I'm sure other people had different opinions. I quite enjoyed the weekend. I, I took a lot out of how some people presented. Um, like Sean Hedger had a really good interactive presentation and actually gave some tangible things that you could go away with. Um, so he's he's fantastic. DC did like a talk about his career uh, over a couple of beers out the back near the campfire. And um, I find DC a very engaging speaker anyway. Um, so there was a couple of little gems that came out of that, but then there was someone that would just speak at you and then there was no sort of interaction. Mm. Do, you know, do you know what I mean? Like I'm doing to you now. And, and I really, I really struggled with that. It's um, funny though, because they might not like that as a presentation th- technique to start with. You know what I mean? Like, like they may have been asked to give a presentation, but that's not what they do. That's not no, what they think. I 100% get it, but it, it goes back to my thing again. Um, everyone walked out of Hedge's presentation going, fuck, that was good. Whereas I, I think your job as a present, as a teacher is to get the information across to your students. If your students don't take it on, that's the presenter's fault. It's not the student's fault. I think that's the way you have to look at it if you're ever gonna, if you're going to be a good teacher. Yep. I, I don't, yeah, I'm on board with that. I think that's, yeah, I think that's fair. Mate, they had yeah, um, they had this guy who's like I can't remember his name. He was good, and he presented very briefly at the end of like day two. So he was smart enough to know that everyone was hungover, tired from being in the classroom from eight thirty in the morning to eight at night. And he's the high performance coach. So all the elite coaches in Australia, you know, your your Darren Coleman's, your whoever they are, like the Super Rugby guys. He does. He's their meant their kind of mentor and does their personal development plans and gives them feedback on their coaching and he was very very engaging and very very good. Um, I can't remember his name. I wish, I wish the I cynic in me wants to ask what makes him accredited for that spot. Uh, don't know. He did he did some work with Ireland in the high performance program over there, and uh, I think it's high performance. Rated- the broadest term that's been ever used in rugby in a professional sense. Yes. Because for a while there, the Australian Australian rugby had 500 people in their high performance unit, and I don't know what any of them fucking did. Well, look, it was, it was very interesting. Eddie Jones got announced <laughs> as the Wallabies coach while, while we were in the room. Yeah, and, shit uh, the bed. Way to shit the bed, everyone. Oh, Have we talked Fuck about you. that yet? We haven't talked about that yet. We fucking spoke two weeks, about, oh, two weeks ago saying how he... Wouldn't and shouldn't happen. No, well, what the fuck would we know? What's your take on what's your take on it now? I, I, well, it was very okay. Okay, as, we've spoke we've spoken to multiple people who are in the Wallabies. They didn't see it coming. Their feedback or the players' feedback as holistically where they were happy. I'd argue things were trending well. What the fuck? Mm. I mean, I, I, I felt and I feel the same. I, I, I think, I, I think if they wanted to get Eddie Jones, that was the last chance to get him because if they didn't sign him now, 
he would have signed a long-term deal somewhere. And that He's not Bill Belichick. He's not Bill Belichick. He's not but that he, good. He would have signed a three- or four-year deal somewhere. Bill Belichick's t- 22 years. But but that's the other thing, right? Like, how do you know he's not that good? Because his results aren't that good. Like, where? Like, okay. They're not. So, go through the six and eight. Go through his last seven years. Like, he fucking... This is what, if you make a World Cup final, your tenure gets extended exponentially and you get rose-colored glasses. He, like, his six nations outcomes year after year after year, particularly over the last couple of years, haven't been very fucking good. It's not would like... You well, say, this- would you say Dave Rennie is not a good coach? Uh, from starting point to end point, I'd argue there's been an improvement. Well, he's got a very poor win-loss record. The Wallabies had a fucking really poor win-loss record prior to that. Yeah, I don't know if it was better or worse. That's, uh, look, you probably know that, but... I guess the point I'm trying to make is it's a bit more nuanced than just win loss. I think, I think like me judging you as a coach, I've never seen you coach. I've I've coached against teams that you've coached, and I've heard from people in your program. But I, I've unless I'm there seeing you day to day, I don't think it's fair for me to make a judgment on you as a coach. And I don't think anyone can do it unless you're in the program watching that person day in day out. Well, I'm, I, get, I'm I get it. The only tangible thing that people can judge on is results, but results don't always show a full picture of what's happening. So, but the outcome there is that whatever is internal that we can't see from the outside has to be so fucking amazing, so fucking amazing that you flip your program upside down to get this person. It ha- That's the that's the outcome. That's the. That's the- what- what I'm saying is I don't think we are in a position to make a, a valid judgment on that because we've never been in a room with him. I've never, well, have you? I've never been coached by him. No. Never been coached by him. I've spoken to blokes who have been coached by him. I've heard just as many say he was the best coach I've ever had as opposed to he's a terrifying human. I can't stand him. Yeah, but they're like, sure, I get, I get the point. I, like, I'm not going to pass judgment on him as he's, he's day-to-day coaching, but the outcome is that if he, if we, if you're not going to rely necessarily on win-loss records, and it's, it's about the way he does things, it has to be so fucking incredible. By like in this reasoning, it's so incredible that they have to go and do that. So there must be something really fucking incredible there because. I, I, it's I, for me. It's it boggles my mind, and I think there's a reason for the first time in a long time that people actually gave a fuck, and it's not necessarily because he's like the, a guy who turns people one way or another, but a lot of people were fucking surprised, including yeah. the players. No, look, I'm not disagreeing with you. All all I'm saying is that I don't think unless you've been coached by someone or you've been in the program you can make a judgment on someone's ability as a coach. He's been to three World Cup finals. He had a 70% win-loss record with England. He turned Japan around uh, into someone that could compete at the World Cup level, or he he started that process anyway. Um, He's won Super Rugby, if you you want to go off the measure of win-loss. He's he's also come last in Super Rugby. But I, I, I... you know, I, I think I think it's I think it's more nuanced than he's a shit coach. I just don't think people have the right to say that unless they've been coached by him. Yeah, no, like, that's like right. there was there I was a very high there coach. was a wallaby got there was a wallaby at this um this thing and said to me he's the best coach I've ever had. 
from that era. Okay. It's the best yeah. concert ever. I, I like this is another one of my unthought through theories, but I just I can't stand. I mean, obviously we have a podcast, so criticizing people is part of part of the gig. But there's so many people that do not have the balls to step into coaching or to step into any realm in the real world, and they're just very very quick to criticize. Yeah, Elon Musk's, you know, guys like Joe Rogan, Eddie Jones, whoever. And I don't think I I I can't stand those people. Like if you don't have the fucking balls to jump in there and put your nuts on the line and have a go at something, you shouldn't be able to criticize someone. Yeah. I don't think. No, well, you certainly can today, but yeah, they, you, well, you don't have well, any backing to it. You don't have, there's there's no there's no substantive backing to it. To put a bow on the Eddie Jones thing, I don't have a problem with it. I don't have any vested interest in it. I think it's objectively at that point potentially a little bit strange. I don't think externally looking, no comments on the inside, that he's re- he's just the whole package is enough to make him number one priority overall draft pick on the planet. You got to flip your roster upside down for it. That's that's again, it's just one man's opinion. It doesn't matter. This is my opinion is that the only coach on planet Earth that you would do that for is Scott Robertson. I don't think I don't think anyone else has a resume. But um, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it for anyone. I would have left them alone. Well, look, my thought on my thought on it is is that he's going to bring a lot of eyeballs back to rugby just by nature of who he is. That's a tick. So with the so with the World Cup. True, true. But I, I would argue that it's already started. To, <laughs> mate, we had one of the marketing pigeons at this level four thing. Yeah, so I met I met the uh, the AIU marketing pigeon. They're pretty good now. I was in. Look, it was interesting, but they go they don't judge. So if they get a uh, what's it called? You you know when someone views your profile and. You know, yeah, whether yeah. whether it's good or bad, it doesn't matter as long as you get that. So yeah. they don't they don't judge good or bad. So I reckon it'd be going through the roof at the moment. The 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 point I was trying to get to was that I think what they've done is it's an incredibly bad way to treat human beings. I think what they've done. I I feel for someone like Dan McKellar because he was the next in line. Now he's got to wait five years potentially to be the next Wallaby coach. He gave up his Super Rugby head coaching gig, you know, potentially without a job. I don't actually know anything about that. But, again, poor way to treat people. Um, and I think ARU AR, have done that a little bit over the last 15, 20 years. Where's you and McKenzie been, mate? <laughs> I don't know. You know. I don't know. Good luck to them all. I'm going to leave it alone until something happens. <laughs> Well, look, the only possible way that Eddie comes out of this without being heavily criticised is beating the, the All Blacks in the Bledisloe Cup and winning the World Cup. You know, if they if they punch out of the World Cup, yeah, he'll say, oh, I only had fucking five games to get ready. But Correct. And that ARU, yeah, whatever. So just it's, a, it's a free shot. It's a free shot. It's a free shot at the title. <clears throat> Fuck anyway. Um. Now, last week, the hell of a lot of rugby on this on this episode, by the way, it's probably need to apologize to the non-rugby listeners. Um, but last week I was by myself as you were on some sort of spiritual journey. And um I was the I saw you posting a little bit about the the waste high tackling stuff in the UK. Yeah. The it's been addressed. 
it doesn't need to be addressed too much again, but the New Zealand have also brought out something where theirs will be sterner. Um, I, I don't mind that. Why? Just fucking leave it. Enough people get tackled as is. Who gives a fuck? My old mate Sam Harris made a very good point today because there's some some idiot put out something that Gregor Townsend wants jackals to be banned. <laughs> He's like, why do we all want to ban something? I'd like to bring many things back in. I, I, I don't, I, I'm just sick, bro. We're the only sport that just changes the rules every fucking year. Why the fuck do the IRB and all these RFU nations have to sit there and go, what do we need to change coming into this year? Leave it the fuck alone. Stop changing shit. It's already a complicated game. People get fucking annoyed how complicated it is when I have mates who only watch league and we watch a test match. There's so many nuanced rules. And it's getting worse too. Like even coaching it, you've got to be fucking up to speed on what's going on. Change it all the time. Stop fucking change. Just leave it alone. It'll be completely different. I I cannot continue to follow it into the distant future if they just change four rules a year. They'll end up playing Gaelic football in fucking 10 years. I knocked myself the fuck out in my last year of playing rugby, which I should have ended three years before I did. Low chop tackle, head the wrong side, boom, knee. I was fucked for 12 weeks. If I fucking kept my chest up, hit him around, done like a axe tackle, whatever they call it now, maybe I'd still have a few brain cells left, Jed, you know? I'd I'd knock myself out earlier, uh, late last year, going for a normal waist-high tackle. I hit my temple on his hip. And I got knocked out. Like you cannot reduce the amount of times someone's going to get knocked out in the tackle because it's there's there's no limit to the amount of ways it can happen. Stop making a fucking dangerous sport safe. It's dangerous. There's well, a reason. Hundred. Sorry, I keep cutting you off today, and I know that our audience loves that because they love hearing me talk. But my theory is that they keep trying to change the game to to suit the casual fans rather than yes, yes, strengthening yes. the game to further enhance Fuck the casual the, the, fans. They're already gone. They're already uh, fucking gone. They I don't agree. Exist. I agree. It's a great fucking game with a truly international following. Just for, just try and appease the rugby people, please. For every for every two fucking soft, woke mums in, in the eastern suburbs whose son won't play, you got 100,000 Georgian guys who are fucking loving it. So don't worry about the two kids you won't get enrolled. The uh, RA's never given a fuck about the grassroots anyway. They just so want to get their juicy salaries. They already get them. Don't worry about all these rule changes. Stop changing the rules. If they fucking change this rule in Australia, goodness me, it'll be the end. It's the end of the sport. It's over. It's fucking over. This podcast is going to be exclusively about world events because it's it's dead. The sport is dead to me if they change that rule here. I'm fucking done. Um, yeah. Hopefully our 50 listeners can sign a petition and storm rugby AU. Yeah, fuck me. No, I, I, I agree. Matt, I agree. It's laughable. It's, look, clearly made by people that have no idea what they're doing. I've got a theory about rugby administrators. I've got lots of theories today, Jed, if you know that. But rug, rugby administrators, anyone that wants to be an administrator should automatically be banned from being one. That's your same theory on politicians. You can't use that theory on everything. 
I can use whatever fucking theories I want. <laughs> you can't use that. Well, it's like anyone who wants to podcast should automatically not have a podcast. Anyone who wants to work oh, in a bank should... You've got criticized heavily on TikTok this week. For what? Just that. They're like, oh, yeah, bro, let's... Because I put those clips out and they're like, oh, yeah, bro, let's start a podcast. I'm like, well, fuck you, loser. You're fucking wasting your time commenting on someone's TikTok page. I don't care. Go, no, fuck why it. would you? Fuck Why him. would you care? Why would come you to fucking this? come to thirty seven Electric Street, Tin Howe, and say that you wouldn't, you wouldn't dare. Now, I we had our Chinese New Year, Kung Hei Fat Choi, Kung Hei Fat Choi, yes, and um, it was I don't know, it was just was what it was. Everything stops fucking happening for five weeks, and people just get on the piss. Cool well, I was a cool experience. I, yeah, you know, I'm not. I don't drink that much piss, but I had my first. Uh, me and Granger actually almost had a first murder on our hands, like quarter to five in the morning outside on the main street. There's someone just screaming, just wailing, but like wailing like they're being shot or like mm. their mother's been hit by a car, just wailing. Like distressed wailing. The wailing, like, ah, and over and over and over. And I'm like, holy fuck. I'm not easy to stir once I'm asleep. So I'm like, fuck, I'm going back to sleep, fuck. 35 minutes later, still wailing. And I'm like, oh, no. Granger comes out of his room 5 a.m., fully got his clothes on. He's like, I'm going to go tell this cunt to shut the fuck up. I was like, all right, that's something I could probably get around. I'll come down in case, I don't know, someone he's got a gap. Or something. Try he's or got something. a gap or something. There's just yeah. a bloke, this fat bloke local, leaning up against the wall. His missus is hugging him, and he's just wailing. There's not a single person in the street. And so I walk over to him and I'm like, hey, mate, are you all right? And she's like, yes, yes, he's all right. He's all right. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm like, is there any chance we could potentially get you to stop wailing and screaming every two seconds? And then he tried to fight us both, um, which was very tough to take. He's going, just hit me. Come on, hit me, hit me. And I'm. That's very Grant- unusual for the locals, by the way. Very mate, unusual. he spoke pretty, he spoke good English. And Grant's just looking at me like, it's five in the morning. We're both underslept here. Very dark street. And this guy's been wailing for 40 That's minutes. Two on one as well. And he's asking to hit me. So we'd already started walking back to the hotel. I mean, to our place, just going, fuck it. And he's like, oh, you, you know, you pussies, this and that. Great. Just turned around, like, to start walking back over. I'm like, oh, we're going to, this will end up on the news, mate. We can't do it. So we went to our, everyone here has a security desk guy. Security desk. Call the cops. So there's been millions of cops throughout the city. I got yelled out for not having a mask on. Call the cops, tell them to come take this fucking drunk dickhead away. The guy on the desk goes, you're not wearing a mask. In my own building. I said, mate, have you been hearing this? He goes, yes. I'm like, why haven't you fucking done something about it? it pissed off. I was so angry. Gee, I was angry. I was so angry. So we went back to bed. The guy on our desk who does nothing, and I've already had many qualms with our desk people, he took the side of the guy wailing in the street. So, look, we did try and throw, we were going to try and throw some eggs at him. Um, we can't because the windows are all barred here, but terrible way to start Chinese New Year. Awful they, way to start Chinese. They, yeah, I'd, look, you get out of that. They, even if you were totally in the right to the locals, you would not be seen in the right. Um, so you That's exactly what, what I messaged one of my mates who's lived here and told him, he's like, yeah, you'd be front page news. Yeah, yeah. Right, and you right. you would be the ones in trouble, even though this dickhead's telling you to to punch him. And 
Yeah. Anyway, so that was the, that was the start, um, and since then, not much is happening. But I've compiled a list of obscure topics to discuss. Beautiful. Compiled. So let's go across the across the road. There's there's effectively a lady who makes snack packs. Um, so chips with the, like the meat on top. You can get halal rice. snack halal snack pack. I don't know if they're halal here. They don't spell kebabs right, so I don't know if it's halal. But the um, be dog. There's been a, there's a French fry shortage. Were you aware of this? No, I wasn't. There's a French fry shortage dating back to last year. I'm surprised. So this hasn't reached you in your ivory tower in fucking Cronulla? Not a big potato guy. You're not a potato guy? No. It's in everything. No, Mashed not potato? A big, not a big potato guy, no. Like a few beers and chips, but... Yeah, yeah. Chip, well, there's chips a, at the pub, but no, I'm not a potato there's guy. There's a potato shortage going back to last year, and then now there's a fry issue because of the war in the Ukraine. There were mass producers of oh, um, no. well, oil. Now we, now we need to fucking sort it out because <laughs> if I don't have my deep fried hash browns, oh my God, I love hash browns. Yeah, well, there you go. So you are a potato guy. But there's I was reading today about the- um, Big hash brown guy. There's a, yeah, there's a potato shortage. There was a potato shortage, the particular type of potato that produces the fry, if you will. And then the, now there's an oil issue. So we could be heading for global meltdown on the basis of basically the fact we've gone to war on a byproduct of that, and we haven't gone to war, but there's a war in the east of Europe, and the byproduct of that is we'll no longer be able to have chips on our snack packs. And this is one of the ways the world really creeps up on you, Chubby. Just when you thought that maybe the war in Russia doesn't impact me, your hash brown will go fryless, and you'll be moving to some sort of legume-based treat. Yeah, that's so I just thought I'd drop that on no, you. No, it looked very interesting. Um I saw uh, your president that you love, Biden, was, you know, he had a video saying he would never send troops to the Ukraine. Then they've just sent uh, a bunch of tanks. So shit's kicking off, Jed Gillespie. Yeah, they're sending tanks. I was, uh, there was a, the, Rogan had a guy on who was, who was like a definitely not for the faint hearted, but he was doing like, he did like a geopolitical analysis of the world and the different regions. China's, um, Population decrease was interesting. They lost, they lost them. They decreased massive in their population. They've just changed their like you know their restrictions on how many children you can have and whatnot. Because they live, at home with, they live at home with their parents. That, no, but they, they, there's laws around how many you can only have three kids, um, and and you have to be married X, Y, and Z. But that means their workforce is now aging. They can't produce at the same level they once were. That's uh, so uh, Elon Musk has been crapping on about this for a while. Yes, so it's it was kind of it's a world problem. Yeah, it kind of is. It was, it was, it was very interesting. It was far, far too, um, far too sort of in depth for my friends who listen to this podcast. But it was very, it was very interesting. Something that maybe they could get around was Michael Clark and Carl Stefan on the streets. Oh, what a fucking video! What Mate, a fucking video! Of, he's got, uh, he's got uh, fucking qualms. I had a few. Uh, People that I know who are regular panatona, panatone consumers. Oh yeah, they go. That's what it looks like when you're doing panatone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's the panatone, mate? Clarky's fucking. I didn't realize he's been out of the public eye maybe a little bit, or I have me watching the cricket. He's bulked up a bit. He's not looking great. Um, he he's been having some fr- French fry. No French fry shortage hasn't hit him. Um, but that was just a fucking nightmare. That looked just horrible. That's A1 Australia B-grade celebrity on the piss issues. Well, 
Well, the, like, let's be honest, he captained Australia cricket, so he's not a B-grade celebrity. No, but he was 10 years ago. Like, my, like, my point is, like, they're, they're outside of fucking RSL or whatever at, like, three in the morning drunk, sure, sure, falling sure. over and shouting. That's, like, as good as Australia gets in terms of, like, tabloid media. It's good to see people being human. Um, I quite enjoyed it. I hope they're okay. Actually, I'm a big Carl Stefanovic guy. So yeah, I'm I, I, a big fan of Carl. Big fan of Carl. Um, you know. Fuck whatever, Clarky. Uh, welcome on the show anytime, mate. Did you say Alec Baldwin's getting charged with manslaughter? Alec Baldwin. Did you say that? I did. Yeah. From the prop gun. Uh, yeah, I did say that. Like, did you read? Did you read anything about it? No, like, just, just the headlines. I just saw the headlines. I'm like, oh, someone Alec gave him Baldwin. a Someone gave him a prop gun on the set of a movie, and he, and he killed some. He shot it, and it had a bullet in it, and it killed the the stunt lady or director or whatever. Yeah, he's been charged with involuntary manslaughter. That's fucked. Yep, it's insane. Yep, he's gonna, he's gonna end up in the same slammer as fucking. I don't know, all those celebrity dogs. Yeah, it doesn't sound too bad. It doesn't sound too bad. Be- All right. Well, something that may Eric sound bad. Baldwin. Eric Baldwin. Alec Baldwin, exactly. Fuck you, Heinz Brits. <laughs> Sorry, go. Team America reference there, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone, um, knows, everyone knows, mate. You're a big gambler. So cashless gaming coming into Sydney, coming to New South Wales. You're going to have to explain that to me because I am not a big gambler. The They're right now we're going to regulate gambling a little bit harder in terms of pokies and what like you'll have a card that you load instead of just pumping fifties through. So people aren't going to be able to wash their cash anymore. Big revenue. Ooh, yeah. That's, revenue. How you, that's, that's how you wash yeah. all your money. Correct. So big way to easy way to sort of validate um, dodgy money that gets taken uh, or, you know, you're selling drugs or you're selling this, or you, maybe you're just getting paid in cash, but you just, put it in a poker machine and then hit collect and it's a winning. What are you um, going to do? What are you going to do now? Me, I don't have dodgy cash. If I had dodgy cash, that would be a good start. <laughs> then I could just keep the cash. But uh, major issues for the Western, well, for a lot of people I know, but that, that, that was, that's a big, that's big dramas in Sydney at the moment. I was talking to people about it last night. It's a very big political thing. Look, I, I, look I, I'm not a gambler. I always lose. So I don't do it, but I think anything that can stop people losing money or might further discourage them from losing money could. Oh, I think it's a positive. A I think it's a positive, but there's going to have to be a new way for people to wash cash. So I don't oh. know how they're going to do it. Fish and chip shops. Uh, no, you know. there's a chip shortage, so fish shops oh, maybe. Good point. Strip clubs maybe. There's we yeah, always need know. more more strip clubs and alcohol places. I don't think that there's not that many strip clubs, is there? That, well, I don't know. You should know. I don't know. I, I thought. I think they were. I think they're. I think they're a thing of the past. They not. They're a dinosaur of the industry. Mate, can I, can I ask you a serious question? Yeah, mate. I know you're a big Kanye West fan. What's he up to lately? Is he? He's a, got fucking. No, nah, he's fucked. Is he? He's, he's fucked, bro. He's got. So he's got, he's got some like drastically problematic mental health issues. Like he's bipolar schizophrenically. He's fucked. Um, the things he says are so funny. When he, like when they, they'll, they'll say like, that's racist. And he'll just go, yes. Like he, he's now on the, like a playing field where it appears that nothing he say can 
can do any damage. Oh, well, not do damage, but like he he can't be held, held accountable for anything. One, because he's too famous in the eyes of many people, but he's he's fucking lost his mind. I don't see that ending well. Um, oh, well, I know you're a big fan of him, so I hope... I, I was hope a big fan of him. I think his music well, was pretty good. You were telling um, me that, that lately you've become a really big fan of him. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, he's, he's... I saw him live once, thought it sucked, just quietly. Really? Yeah. I yeah. I, End what, of the day what? at a festival. I'm not a big festival guy. I just... Yeah, I like, see. Oh, he's... Early play, music. Play Touch the Sky, fuck you, and then let's just go. <laughs> and get off. His early music was fucking phenomenal. But the, the recent years where he started to like gather in the hills on a Sunday and play like so- songs and sing hymns and stuff, he's lost me a little bit. Um, he also thinks he's Jesus, which is usually a, a good indicator um, that that person's outcomes are going to be poor um, if they do think they're a reincarnation of God. But yeah, look, I don't think I don't think you're going real well. If you're on the Alex Jones podcast and you're getting censored by Alex Jones, you know you're in big, 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 big trouble. You're a big um, Alex Jones fan. Uh, not really. I think he's a fucking mumbling bugger. <laughs> um, onto a. Have you been following the RLPA stuff, the rugby league stuff? I see him all post about it, and I just don't care enough about it to look into it. But you, you educate me. No, nah, it's not. It's not like anything really that complex it's just that they're not happy with their cba why why are they not happy and what are they not happy about they got a reduced revenue share like despite the fact that the revenue's heaving and that the, the, their cap was going to go up and they were going to get certain things um, which were good the overall percentage went down Is yeah they, they cut them from yeah, 37 to 33 or something like that and the and it didn't have a women's CBA. It didn't have the minimum they were looking for. It didn't have the medical post-retirement stuff they were looking for. So they just said no. Um, and so one, specifically the women said no or the men? No, said everyone no. said no. So they're not they going to play? No, they're not going to. Well, they're not going to at the moment that you can't register contracts. Like it's, it's a problem. It's a genuine problem. So it's a, it's a hurdle for... The players, it is, but it's a hurdle for the fucking game. And the things that they were already getting were very, very good, but it just, like, uh, yes, it's annoying to see them post shit all the time, but, like, uh, I know I always make this point, and it's it sounds like I have a fucking, like, some sort of invested interest to take down Rupert, but, like, when the fuck have you ever seen anything, like, anyone from anywhere, like, you know what, these guys probably shouldn't be getting paid 600 bucks a week for their preseason. Can we do seven or can we do eight? And like, like a disagreement, not maybe not even in the public sphere, but like some sort of hold off, uh, like anything to produce better outcomes, anything at all. Never. That, that never, has never, to come never. from like the big dog players though, doesn't it? Well, it's got to come from the, yeah, but it's got to come from the players organization as well. Because the young players are going to go, they're not going to say anything, but if the big dog players start making noise about it and push the players association, that's how you get shit done. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. They, like they, they should have a invested interest, the older guys to fucking do something. Um, especially that now that like the guys who are secure, but like the, I don't know, like I, I, I posted or I wrote a thing a while ago, but like the fact that, you know, the was effectively the, the cap from 10 years ago is only like it's it's gone up a million dollars you know the league cap's gone up 
seven. A lot, yeah. Like what the like you got to you got to have some, some sort of kick. You got to have some sort of pushback. You got to have some sort of pushback. Like there's no there's no way in the world that like, especially since we really only source Australian home grade players. Like realistically, yeah. Like Namani N- Nadolo comes back. Jamie Roberts floats in for fucking plays a couple of games off the bench. But realistically, we only source homegrown players. What's the incentive of RA to be like, yep, you know what? Uh, like let's up. Let's fucking double their salary this year. We have the money to do it. Let's let's fucking put thirty percent on it. It's never going to fucking happen, never. Yeah, because I'm sure the top guys are getting paid reasonably well already. They are, and but like the, the one, they're the ones the that league, need to make noise about it. Otherwise, it's not going to change. If if it gets stuck in a position where, which has been for a while, where union just doesn't go anywhere, it stops moving entirely, and league goes to these new levels where it's becoming like nowhere near like the NFL, but the chasm is. <laughs> so large like you, I think you're going to get more people who are like 12 and 13 going like you know what I'm not going to play league in union anymore I'm only going to play league because it, like if the league the new league minimum is 150 yeah, like man. fuck That's me yeah, there there's guys kid, there's a kid sorry, sorry to cut you off I've just no, go, go, I have a point to add there's a rugby kid that got offered a three year deal first year was 60 then it was like 150 then it was like 200 <laughs> to go to NRL so why wouldn't yeah. you, why wouldn't you do that? Well, you, you kind of have to if you look at the diff, like even now I'm saying like it, it's it's insane now the difference it really is. But if you if it keeps growing, so every three years the league one will change potentially more that like more re- frequently. But every three years the league one will go higher and higher and higher and higher, and more money, more teams, more like what's. I think you're just going to get less, less people playing, and that's going to, that's going to hurt. There's less people playing now because, like you said, kids are losing out. There's a kid from Barker who's playing at fucking the Dolphins this year. Like, you know, it's a three-year, like million-dollar contract. Realistically, like, if he'd stayed in Union, he's very, very good. If he'd stayed in Union, he'd be on what sixty k, oh, and that's an outstanding first year out of school contract. That's no, out. That's wouldn't even, wouldn't even be getting that probably. Probably not. Like that's incredible. That's like you know, fucking Curtly Bill coming out of school sort of thing. Like well, you know, once in a generation, it's still not even a third of what you get in a code that's just around the corner. It's I don't know. I it's I think it's a problem for Union. Oh, it definitely is. Definitely is. Look, uh, I think if they can get through the World Cup, get good results. Rich Norris Lions series, women's World Cup. I think the money will start coming in and things will hopefully change. But uh the yeah, British so Norris Lions British Norris Lions still will be great. Oh, it's it's always it's always, always, always fun. Always fun. It's a huge event. Yeah. I'm, like, cool. I'm looking forward to the Six Nations. I'm gonna watch it all this year. It's on late at night. Is it are you gonna do the recording? You're just gonna stay out like no, I just get watched, home. I just watch Stan when I when I wake up. I'll tell you, the last couple of weeks, actually, I've been commentating for Clutch. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's an interesting gig. Have you ever done a live match before? No. It's it's it's, it's pretty fun. How do you get in on that? I don't know. The guy from Clutch just fucking they were looking for someone to do it for the Hong Kong game. So I said, yeah, I'll do it. Um, it's very fun. Oh, very, very fun. Yeah, you got to – but like you see the guys. Any cash issue? No. No. Well, I don't know. Depends how. Depends how. If the, somehow the fifteen people who are tuning into live stream all write into clutch and say this is the best commentary I've ever heard in my life, 
you need to put this guy on a salary non full time, hundred and fifty dollars a week, um, and then I'll be fine. But you see that that like a G makes a big difference between games that are commentated well and poorly. Like in the golden era of Australian rugby, and by golden era, I mean the fucking shit era about three years ago when it was just like Phil Kearns fucking and that I gang, and they were just talking just the same shit every week. Fuck that used to do my head in. It would I, it would do my head in every fucking week. I could not stand it. it. I think it makes it like the Kiwi guys. I think are awesome. I even like the South African guys with their crazy accents. Like I, they do a, a good job. I think it makes a massive difference. I think Stan for the most part are pretty good um, until Sonny Bill comes in and he fucking sucks. How good was watching him get knocked out? Yeah, anyway. it was pretty. Uh, you know what? Again, people that shouldn't fucking jump, people that who would never jump in the ring with Mark Hunt probably shouldn't criticize Sonny Bill Williams because there's no way in fuck I'd ever fight Mark Hunt. Uh, no, I wouldn't fight Mark Hunt. I'd actually prefer to, like, if I had to fight one of them, I'd fight Sonny Bill. Yeah. I still wouldn't fight him either. But, no, I wouldn't. I mean, I, I, no, if there was, if they were paying you a million dollars, would you not oh, fight def- Sonny Bill? Definitely would. Yes, absolutely. I'd fight what's Sonny your, Bill. What's your cutoff? Okay, let's say you got to go six three-minute rounds. What's your cutoff point financially? I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of a cheap whore. <laughs> I don't, look, I don't know, 50 grand? Yeah, I'd do it for 50 grand yeah. if, they, if somehow there's going to be a market for that. 20, 30, you go, maybe not. I'm going to train hard for 12 weeks. Probably take me longer than that to get fit. Got to learn to box. Hear me out. That could be a market for, I don't know whether they have to sanction that, but like, just like 10 retards from, oh, not retards. Fast will, fast will do that. Yeah, no, but like 10 like people who are not equipped to be there but won't die, mm. uh, i.e. maybe me or you, just 10 of them in a row and the guy fights all 10 of them for one round. Can, can I, like what guy, like a good guy? Well, like let's say we all think we can, like Sonny Bill, like people, everyone criticizes boxing. Just find 10 people who are on a big, biggest fan. Not too different in weight. Ten to him. biggest trolls. Yeah, and he, that he fights all ten of them in the same night. Yeah. That'd sell tickets. You want to talk about selling tickets? That'll sell tickets. Yeah, well, mate. Yeah, I'd fight Sonny Bill for fifty grand. Would you enter the slap fighting championship, mate? I think that's the stupidest shit ever. But what's your just, what's your take? On just it? for I, anyone who doesn't know what it is, I was. I'm not a FIFA. I've been watching it for a very long time. It's been big in Russia and like oh, uh, it's big in Eastern Europe. Basically, you just slap each other until one of you gets knocked out. Um, now the UFC have jumped on there promoting it. It's a bit of an it's a it's a complete contradiction to the UFC, which is about skill training prowess, like respect in some ways for these martial arts. To then they've just got ten random people that slap each other. And so they're, they're funding it big time. It's fucking really dumb. Um, for some reason, I preferred it when it was like in a barn in Russia. It seemed yeah. more like suited. They're trying to formalize it. I, I don't know. Like if anyone, yeah. I, I think anyone that's ever done any martial arts realizes how challenging it is. Like you've boxed, you've done jiu-jitsu a couple of times. It's fucking hard, right? Yeah. To get good, to get really good at any martial art is fucking a long time and it's very, very difficult. To get good at all of them is nearly impossible. Then they bring in this this competition where these big units just slap each other. Yeah, it's fu- look, 
Oh, I yeah, think it's stupid. If it's in front of me, I'm going to watch it, but I'm probably not going to advocate for it um, openly and publicly. I'm surprised that they were talking. There's a reason it was happening in Barnes in Russia, right? It's because, like, who's sanctioning that as safe? Um, very surprised that Nevada sanctioned it as safe. Oh, I look to think probably make a lot of money off Dana White and the UFC. So, probably a little I mean, bit Dana White's a big, he's a big slap guy himself. He's a big fan of slapping. Yeah, fuck. Mate, I don't know. I, I don't think you should be slapping women. I don't, I don't know what you think. I'm just, actually, no, I, know I, don't, you disagree, I know you disagree with No, that. I don't I, disagree. I don't disagree. <laughs> I, it's just why it was just strange. I don't know what the, I don't know what was going on there, but I'd, I'm not, I'll probably watch the world's slight uh, slap championships. I just don't know how heavily invested I'll be. Oh, I think if it. they got like celebrities to do it, that'd be engaging. Like if, uh, yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman, rest in peace, was alive and he was uh, slapping John Daly or John Daly and. <laughs> oh, yeah, John Daly had slapped champion. the life out of him, mate. The John Daly would slap the life out of him. The greatest athlete of all time, John Daly. You know, or Michael Jordan was slap fighting Dirk Scotty Pippen. Or Scotty yeah, Pippen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd tune in for that. But I'd tune in for. Some of these celebrity boxings are so shit, but I would tune in for that. It's something with. Something like that, I'll tune in for. Do you think Jake Paul beats Tommy Fury? I have no idea. Are you going to watch it? I'll watch the YouTube later. I'm not going to watch yeah. it live. I'll watch the free stream on Facebook. I'm not yeah. going to pay for it. Definitely. Tommy Fury is a fucking very, very crap boxer. I actually, like, he's one of those guys where they're, you're always like, yeah, mate, he's literally fought bags of vomit for his first three. One of his guys he fought, I was looking it up, he, he was like two and 120 or something. Like, I don't know how... Two and 120. Yeah, yeah, like, go look it up. Like, the combined record of his first three guys was, like, four wins, fucking 170 losses. I don't know how, who props up these guys who are, like, full credit to them, but who are, like, two wins in a in 100 fights. Like, how are you still get? How are you still waking up? Why are they still fighting to... I don't know. They just must get every debutant. But that up. isn't... I'm sure. If, I'm sure. It, look, if someone's throwing him fifty, hundred grand to fight this fucking model dude, you go. Oh, maybe I could beat him. But you, yeah, you that's probably what they're doing. When you're in martial art, like a boxing or a kickboxing or anything, right? If Chubb, if you walked into Northies and you're like, "Yeah, I'm a boxer," but the first thing, bro, or second thing, so I'd be like, "What's your record?" Yeah. Well, but I, I for seven years, this guy's been going. I'm Owen fucking forty. Tough to take. Watching Dylan Dennis's downfall has been interesting. I hate Dylan Dennis. I hate Dylan. I hate him. He's I hate just, him. Like uh, I, I'd fight him in a fucking heartbeat. I, he he can't punch for shit. He's very good at jujitsu, so you he wouldn't is. Want, you wouldn't want him to get a hold of you. And I'm very bad at jujitsu, so he'd he'd have a huge advantage there. But just the downfall from Grace, like it's it's been how much, interesting. How much is your jujitsu uh, school? It's like I was one of the early members. It's like twenty eight bucks a week or something. Fuck, that's pretty good. And we're going every day this week. Um, it's fucking tight. It's really good, mate. Really good. I'd I'd highly recommend it to anyone. Um, you know, I I don't actually care if I ever get good at it. I just do it for like my headspace and because I hate running. So I'm like yeah, an no, hour, an hour of grappling and tr- learning some new shit with some people is very, very beneficial. Yeah, it's very fun. I've been going to this boxing place in where I live. I can't really move my right leg at the moment. Well, but boxing's I've been, great too. 
Boxing's great. Too. Mate, it, you get these lanky fucking like nerdy looking kids and then they just move so well. I was doing very, Muay Thai for a while and that is very, very difficult and really too fun. Hard. And I, I like accidentally went to the like the fighters class one day and I'm I am not a fighter. Like I, you know, Kate outboxes me whenever she decides to beat me up. And I was like sparring with this guy the same size as me. And like within 30 seconds, the coach is like, you need to sort of go over there. <laughs> Can you like, meet me up? Can you meet me up? Go over to there. Like you just get in the bag on your own. I'm going to terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. It is terrifying. It it sucks getting punched in the face. It really, or like kicked in the leg, anything. If I got the worst. If I was to ever do kickboxing, someone would just have to lightly tap my right leg and I'd just fucking roll around in pain. Um, I know if I ever got in a fight with someone, all I'd have to do is kick just above their knee. i got strong legs. Kick above their knee and then just start running because they're, they're not going to catch you if you get them. No. Nah, the problem is, is if they've done any Mai Tai, they check your leg and you go, holy shit. <laughs> and then you break, you break, <laughs> your, you break your leg and you fuck. And then you go, I can't run now. I wish I'd done that from an earlier age. Um, Definitely. Mum and dad, I'm blaming you. I did, like, my dad showed me how to box. He used to do a bit. But I blame you guys for not getting me into that because I feel like if you grew up doing it, you're just like a secret, undercover, hardest man alive who can just throw or roll or do something. I think being hard to kill is a good thing. Um, Interestingly, a couple, last year I went to one in Newcastle and... I thought, I'll just go in and try it. And, and it was a Tuesday lunchtime, and it was only police officers. And they were doing self-defense stuff with yeah, like like people that. simulating stabbings. You know, this is what you do if this guy does that. If someone's doing this, do that. And then hearing what they actually went through and how applicable doing the martial art is for their job and to save their own lives, I thought, oh, okay. That's the real, that's the real appeal of doing it. Um, like for me, I just I just want to not be a fat fuck. That's yeah, no, it's big. It's big in the states. The cross of jujitsu into the cops, and you see the videos of like some dude with a gun and the guy like rot flips him and puts him in an armbar, chokes him out. It's it's pretty hectic. I, I don't understand why the our cops wouldn't do more of that. Um, uh, I, I think everyone should. They they all should be doing a martial art because if someone's running at you with a knife and you are completely untrained. Well, like martial, do? martial art. I agree. I agree. I think martial arts. Like, I saw a good meme the other day of karate instructors before USC one, and they were just counting money. Yeah. But like USC one, somewhat not eradicated, but it really fucking put a hole in some of those old school. Like, I remember my parents did Wing Chun, which is like a fucking some sort of karate based like it's more bullshit. like a meditation thing, isn't it? No, that's um Touching. no this. Yeah. yeah, it's touchy. This one's like sort of karate, but it's sort of that when they actually started all fighting each other, really put a hole in what's useful or not. Tell you what Australia doesn't do, which surprises me, based on like our demographic and what we like to do is wrestle. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. So the school I go to, I haven't actually been to his class yet, but the, there's a wrestling uh, wrestling class once a week taught by the guy that won the gold medal at the Commonwealth Games. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I haven't done that, but, you know, particularly with ju- uh, wrestling and jiu-jitsu is now very common in the NRL. Uh, it's been, they've been doing it for years. Yeah, Rob they've Whittaker, been doing wrestling for years, yeah. Rob Whittaker's head coach uh, does, 
he did the Broncos last year. I think he might be doing Manly or the Bulldogs this year. Or sorry, he did Panthers last year. I think he's doing the Bulldogs this year. Uh, but nearly every nearly every club has a grappling coach, and it's kind of just snuck into rugby. Like I know the Tars are doing some form of grappling. Uh, yeah, they are. Week. Like Wednesday morning early. Yeah, um, which is fa- which is fantastic. Uh, and look, as soon as uh, as soon as uh, do you know Jimmy Dimmick? No. Played NRL for years. He's a brown belt, and uh, I, I think I rolled with him a few years ago. And he goes, "A tackle is just a takedown in wrestling. You know, obviously yeah. they're running at you, but it's still the Stumbling. ability to control a human being and put him in a place where you want him to be." And I don't know why rugby doesn't do that, but they're starting to do that, and uh, I think it's a very good thing. But your point generally is why is it not more of a cultural thing like it is in Russia, the US? Oh, the US. Can you imagine? Can you imagine wrestling came into Australian sport, like at, at the amateur level? Fuck me! Like I think you'd get a lot of people who want to do it. Like, you, like it's it's moderately safer than rugby or whatnot if you're going to take that angle. But it's in terms of like the training, the physicality. It very much suits the Australian culture. And these guys, yeah. are, these these guys are animals, and it's a sport that goes to the Olympics. So, like. I totally agree. Mate. I'm surprised. I'm surprised it hasn't infiltrated at all. Like, I completely agree. Completely agree. I I think probably it just wasn't here at the start, and it just hasn't ever adapted. But yeah, if you huge. dropped it tomorrow, I think if you dropped it, like, like let's say in the GPS schools, which is a bad example, but that's where I went. If you were like, you know what, now there's a wrestling team. Fuck me, there would be a queue to get in that team. Like I think it would explode with popularity. Like probably. all the all the big country boys and like guys who play rugby in the other season, they just wanted, it would just seem like the alpha fucking thing to join. I think it would go nuts. Um, just on, a, on an unrelated thing, while it's popped into my diminishing brain, have you been watching all these sports documentaries lately, like Breakpoint, um, the, yes. the test season two of the test is out. Do you, do you watch yep. it and go, Does it, it just gives me such a big appreciation for how hard it is to play sport at that level. Like, yeah, yeah. Test like cricket is challenging. Oh, test cricket is very challenging. Um, yeah, it's fucking interesting. Test cricket, yeah. I like I like test cricket, as I've said many times. Um, I watched Breakpoint. I talked about it a little bit last week. But the for me, it stood out is how – strange the lives of these independent players are they're like they're really weird lives they're 33 weeks on the road each year they're um like they're so intimate with these two people that travel with them you know like they've got their coach um a lot of the relationships with their coaches are very strange like for the men it's like a son father son thing and sometimes it is father son for the women it's often like a a husband or a boyfriend or maybe if it's not it appears to be um and then yeah, they're, they're very, for the most part, they're very, like, they're very self-focused. Like they're focused, which is you have to be, but it produces really good athletes. The breakpoint thing just reemphasizes how hard it is to be a tennis player, but also how fucking you make some weird people in that process. You really do. Like they're, they're, strange, they're strange people. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's a normal thing to be so self-obsessed. I think the way we're designed is probably not suited to that mindset. But I also think to be the top, one of the top tennis players in the world, you have to be 
fucking whack job. Oh yeah, in a way, you like watching the Rafael. One of the guys was playing Nadal, and then just the look on Nadal's face when he was coming back. And this guy is a multi multi millionaire who will never have to do anything again, but he's still world famous, still motivated to go out there on a to play tennis for five hours against some kid. And to rip in like he did, like I just think you have to be a special human being to get to that level in anything. And and I think watching watching that show just gave me an appreciation for how fucking good guys like that are and girls. Oh yeah, same with test oh, yeah. cricket, man. Like like they're away, they don't have a, a home life, they don't have a family life. You know, no. um, yes, they're well they're well looked after, but guys that do that for 15, 16 years at the highest level, they're special. They're special. I I think like with tennis, you've got to be selfish as well. I think with cricket, you got to be. No, yeah, like I, as in cricket, same as tennis, you got to be selfish. Hundred percent. Well, look, and apparently think- they're doing one for the Six Nations, which I think will be fantastic. Um, but mate, it just just shows you how truly hard it is to be the best at something i think the one the thing that stuck out with yeah it does the thing that stuck out with tennis was like tennis is one of those sports where no one not no one but i reckon fucking almost no one sometimes in rugby you get a guy who's been a sprinter or he's been a shot putter or some bullshit and he picks up a ball at 19 and he's a professional at 21 not in tennis every single story you watched on that break point had the kid holding a racket at two years old and the parent Throwing them balls. Like it's it's something that you just get absorbed in really, really young. Um, and it I it from what I can tell, that's the only way it works. Yeah. Like you you pretty much do from birth to when you're 18 and then you and then you become a pro or a semi-pro, whatever the fuck. Like the team sports have more of a inclination of you can be good at something else and sort of pick it up later. Um, and then end up being really, really good. Like lots of people are good soccer players or they're good. It's just happened lots. Like you know, the uh, uh, Frizzell was uh, for the All Blacks. He was like a goalkeeper in the fucking, you know, something. And then you, you can also be a good rugby player. Like tennis isn't like that. It's like you play tennis and you fucking play tennis and you play more tennis. And then when you're 20, you become famous. Have you seen King Richard? No, because I don't like Will Smith. That's Is it good? Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a it's about uh, Richard Williams, Serena yeah, Williams' yeah. dad, and and that whole thing. And I think to make human beings like Serena Williams and Venus Williams, you probably have to have a dad like that, and to be in that environment. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He came Will across. Smith. He came across well. He's he's out of his fucking mind, but he came across like he gave a fuck as well. Um, I mean, it, wonder if they're going to make a film about him. I'd like to see what it was really like. The, it's true. Will, true. Will Smith is a Scientologist and a psychopath, and I don't like him. Because he's black or? <laughs> no, I just stated why I don't like him. I think he's fucking mental. How dare he touch my man? Um, like, like Tom Cruise, but. I fucking hate tiny Tom Cruise. He's so weird, man. He's so weird. Um, again, if you haven't watched a Scientology documentary, just go watch it. It's it'll, I wish I hadn't watched it so I could re-watch it. It'll change you. It'll change your life. Uh, what? My what's friend, on the book? I, I got to go soon, my friend. Sorry, five minutes. We got to wrap this up. No, 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 I was just going to say, what's on the books for the week? We're done here. Uh, going up to Newcastle tomorrow. 
Um, really enjoying it. The weekend, I'm not going to do much. I'm trying to lay low and just, I think this year is going to be fairly hectic. So in my own little world, I'm just trying to be calm for a little bit because there's going to be some crazy times and it's pretty much it, man. Try and, uh, i got a podcast with Todd Okefu coming out tomorrow. Hectic. Uh, we'll put this I out like Friday. I reckon we put this one out Friday. He was great. Um, just doing a lot of coaching, doing a lot of work. Hopefully get my money back would be nice. That's yeah. It, mate. He's a good son. I love Tony He's my favorite player growing up. He was my favorite player. He's a fucking great player. Well, you know, doing the podcast, I got to meet two of my favorite players uh, in Richard Harry, who could not have been cooler. What a yeah, great fucking dude he was. And uh, thought I was a good man as well. So pretty, pretty Very lucky. good. Very good. Well, I don't have anything. What about yourself, mate? You, no, you fuck honky? all. Yeah, I can't. My 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 fucking knee's so fucked. It's very depressing being injured. Um, just gonna train. I've just been training. I shaved my moustache off to remind me that I'm Dagestani and I need to train harder and I don't get any luxury like Khabib would do. Sid, mate, if you aren't if you aren't where you want to be in life, it's totally your fault. Have you got any inspirational messages apart from what I just said to? Send the people off till like hopefully we'll get another one in next week. But uh, who knows with my life? Um, I'm always complaining. I bought I bought the Granger and his and his girlfriend in this house. I bore them with facts about things, um, whether it be history or various things, and they fucking hate it. Granger doesn't let me tell any facts. Um, so, so he hates learning. Yeah, no, I just think he hates me telling him. But my uh, my inspirational fact is go fuck, go read something, go read oh, something. Mate, I just uh, I just started Alex Ferguson's book on leadership. Very good, highly recommend to anyone interested in how to get the most out of other humans. Yeah, Batch Batch went through a phase there where, he, oh, he's probably still in it, where he just the house is filled with those books, and there's some. I'm sure there's some gems in there, but just read something in general and tell me about it. Well, like Tell this, this is my thing. Like, we talked about this a little bit with the level four. I, I found the biggest things that I've learned from is talking to other people, reading books, listening to podcasts, and then actually just talking to like someone who's done what you want to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, talking to someone like, you know, Mark Bell about scrums. It's kind of, it's the, it's where you learn, do your most learning, I think. And then, Looking at what you do, you know, trying to work out how you can improve. That's what I've been doing. Fuck knows how I'm going. But yeah, so learn, read, study, try and be the best version of yourself. Um, so a fair bit of ranting in this episode, Jed. It was good. Fair bit. All right, sweet. I need to tell you something off air that's funny. But other okay. than that. All right, uh, that's it, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye, go